3: 18 plus.
1: when exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into go sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a go sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. ghostsleeves.com discount code BRUNO. That's g o sleeves.com and enter discount code BRUNO. ghostsleeves.com discount code BRUNO.
2: Let's have some fun out here. This game's fun, okay? Mike Ferris. If you've missed a minute of Sports from the Sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the Sirius XM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Here, former all-stars Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. Rocky broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss Sports from the Sidelines, available now on the Sirius XM app. Search sidelines.
1: We'd all
2: The skills you develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you a head start on your career. Gain practical experience with technology and equipment that will give you a leg up in the civilian world. Learn critical leadership skills and to be part of a team. Serve your community and your country part-time while earning money for an education. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn about the paid training and career opportunities available to you in the
4: Army National Guard.
0: The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes
2: of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon, starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app.
3: Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember. Stay home, leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19.
2: Listen to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and with the Sirius XM app.
0: Good thing Troy Aikman got out of there a long time ago when he was at UCLA and then he went to the NFL and now he's not even in L.A. anymore because they're shutting it down until the middle of August now. Hall of Famer, Dallas Cowboy legend and a guy I haven't talked to in a long, long time. We finally got a hold of him. The great Troy Aikman. Troy, how you doing, man? I'm
4: am good Tony how you doing
0: Not as good as you I haven't been on Jerry's <laughs> boat now have you been on Jerry's yeah, yacht No well, I
4: haven't either No <laughs> i have not I You've never I've, been. I've Wait even, I've seen it about as uh, as up close as you have just on TV
0: Well how is that possible That's How has Troy Aikman never been on Jerry's yacht that's an outrage, right? I heard that. I agree. It is. It's okay. Now, I'm not sure
4: Jimmy Johnson's been on it either. Well, I, I could, I could see that. Have you been on? Have you been on Jimmy's
0: boat, the Five Rings, down in Miami? I
4: have. I have been on that boat. I've been on it several times. Yeah, it's a pretty good setup he has out there.
0: Now, was it safe to assume? I don't like to draw conclusions or speculate on this show, Troy. But uh, yeah. is, is there bad blood between you and uh, and, and and Jerry Jones? No, no, no. There's not at all. Um, no, I, I
4: guess though there are there are some times, uh, you know, with this with this profession that I'm in, that you know, not, you know, sometimes I think everybody is left wondering uh, why some things are done the way they are, and and uh, and so I tend to question those things, and and that usually takes up a, a pretty good headlines when I say something, even uh, as innocently as it may be.
0: Troy Aikman with Fox, of course. So, first of all, I got to ask you about your, you know, your home situation. You know, we had Joe Buck on, your partner last week, you know, Ernie Johnson. I mean, everybody involved in the sports world, especially prominent people like you guys. You know, you, this is something you're not used to. Now, I know you're in the offseason normally, but football, right. has, football business has been going on. But the actual now thoughts about practicing and OTAs, and all that stuff's out the window. So what's going on in your life right now as all of this is happening around us?
4: Yeah, you know, Tony, pretty much uh, the same as what's happening, uh, you know, with everybody else. Uh, we've got four teenagers here at the house, two of which are seniors. So, you know, we're in the middle of that and knowing how many, uh, you know, great memories and activities and events that these kids are missing out on, high school seniors as well as collegiate seniors. And and so I've got, uh, you know, my daughter is, is graduating, uh, has graduated, I guess, with the exception of, they did a they did a, a parade around the school last last week, and they pushed the graduation back here until July at least for this school. So we're hopeful that that is able to go through. And then, will she start college uh, on time? She's going to be going to Washington and Lee, and and then I've got another junior who's going to be a senior, and you know how will that affect her? So that that's been the biggest uh, part, I guess, of of my days is. Is kind of helping her navigate all that's going on within her schooling and and, uh, and that, and then just working out, staying here at the house, uh, watching some film, getting ready as best I can for the NFL season, and, and wondering like everyone else as to whether or not it's it's going to happen. It's you know the timing of it as it relates to the NFL, uh, you know, probably couldn't have been better in the fact that the season ended and now they've got this whole off season. They weren't impacted like the NBA and the Major League Baseball and. So many of these other sports and at the time i was saying wow i can't imagine that we're not back to some normalcy by september but you know with each passing week it seems like uh there there may be more and more precautions than what i had initially believed when all this broke out
0: yeah i was mentioning the story of the commissioner the public health director now she hasn't officially made it a shutdown through for the next three months she says if, if things don't change she could see that the restrictions will stay in place in Los Angeles County, California, for three months. And so every day I try to be positive. I'm looking for—I feel good one day about sports happening, and the next day I come in here and I'm thinking, wow, we're not going to have—baseball now It looks like they're going to be fighting for a while, and there's going to be a drop-dead date where they can play. The NBA, who knows? So many people are saying, don't play— and then you have, uh, you know, then you have hockey where nobody's saying anything in that league. So it's really, really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, and I know you look, I know you're a positive guy. I'm a positive guy. But do you go like on this roller coaster every day, like the rest of us, not wondering? One day you're feeling like something's going to happen. The next day you think, oh, it's not.
4: Yeah, a little bit, I guess. That's uh, it's kind of part of it. And I'm kind of a news junkie, so I'm constantly watching the news and hearing everything that's being said. I, I don't know if that's. Uh, Good or not, but it, it's just, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I think everybody obviously has an opinion on this. I think there are certainly those that are, are very susceptible and, uh, and precautions need to be made. And then, you know, at the same time, I, I do think there's some validity in, in trying to balance okay, how do we keep as, as many people as safe as possible? And yet at the same time, address uh, the economics of it all and the impact that that's had and how that's affecting a lot of people's lives as well. And you listen to some people and and maybe that's affecting people in a more negative way than the actual virus itself. So uh, I I, I tend to, even though we're at a time when everything tends to get a little bit politicized, uh, I I tend to look at the good uh, from both sides as to what's happening and, okay, how can we come to an agreement that kind of tries to, as I said, keep people safe and yet at the same time open up some business because, Tony, I'm afraid that if this continues for another three, four months, like you're saying, like they're potentially uh, claiming out west, that, you know, people are going to get restless. We've already seen that in other parts of the country, and and I just don't know how much longer people are willing to adhere to the stay home policy.
2: All right. Well, let's roll it forward to the fall, Troy. 425 start, Cowboys Stadium, Eagles and the Cowboys. And the building and the building is absolutely empty. Have you pondered that yeah. reality?
4: Uh, yeah, actually, I have, and and I don't I don't know, I, I don't know how that works. You know, I was talking to my bosses uh, there at Fox, and and you know, I don't want to say more than I probably should, but it's but but they're looking at they're looking at different ways as to how that can be handled if in fact that's our reality, and. And obviously, something would have to be done in order to make the experience at home worthwhile. I think we saw that during the draft. And you know, if you're at home watching a football game and there's nobody in the stands, uh, that that has a, a huge impact on on the viewing experience. It has an impact on us as broadcasters in, in trying to to call that game and and create an excitement uh, when there's not much to be found, you know, within the stadium. So. Uh, I, I think that the necessary steps will be made I, I think it would I, I don't know that those at home watching it would would be able to tell a big difference but I, I look at it more not so much from my perspective but really those players uh, that are out there playing and, and I've seen a number of guys who have commented on you know, how that might feel if that becomes a reality, that would be different. Uh, obviously, they go through that in practice, but it's a little bit different than when you're in a big stadium, and if there were no fans there, uh, so much for home field advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever it is you have to go play, it's it's not uh, nearly as daunting. I, I know that, I don't know the economics of it for the owners. I know that that would be a, a lot of lost revenue, but... Would that be something that the, that the owners might just simply say, hey, we're not going to play if if there's no fans in the stands? I know some colleges have said that, some commissioners. Uh, I haven't heard a position by the NFL or the owners on that front. I think everybody's just kind of, you know, holding pat and not really getting into those scenarios until they absolutely have to comment on them.
0: John, with Troy Aikman, Tony Bruno, and Harry Mays here. Miss Robin hanging out, waiting for things to happen. Troy, the, uh, the other thing is... They're in the Metroplex. Everybody's on DAC watch. So you're you're obviously closer <laughs> to the situation. One day it's yeah. this amount, that amount. They're not going to get it done. They are going to get it done. That's one thing that can happen here is the negotiating process can continue with Jerry and DAC and his people. Do you think this gets done before the season starts? Even if the season doesn't yeah, start, they I, have to get it done?
4: I I, I believe that it will. I, I think both sides want to get it done. Obviously, DAC wants to get it done. But – the Cowboys do as well, uh, in my opinion. It seems to me that that the real sticking point right now uh, isn't so much the numbers. I think the numbers that have been offered have been really good. Uh, it seems that the the sticking point is whether or not it's going to be a four-year contract or a five-year contract. Jack wants four years. The Cowboys want want five. It, it, you know, who will prevail in that regard? I guess is the only question. I, Tony, I'm not so I'm not so sure there's a a Dak watch. I mean, there's a lot of things to be watching right now in the world and in Dallas, Texas, but, but Dak's going to be he, – he, he, by many standards, by most standards, he's extremely wealthy already. And uh, no matter how you cut it, whether he gets a new deal or not, uh, he's hes hit the lottery. He's going to be just fine. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about Dak and his future.
2: What, what was your thoughts when uh, you found out that Tom Brady was no longer going to be a Patriot, and he ends up in Tampa with Bruce Arians? And, and then, an then NFC
0: team, so they, can get to, they get to
2: do well, Tom right, Brady Tom, games yeah. more often. They'll be a, Troy will be in Tampa <laughs> quite a few times, I imagine, <laughs> this year.
4: Yeah, we, we've actually, we've got, we're not in Tampa, but we're in New Orleans with the Saints hosting the Buccaneers on opening weekend. So uh, we've, we've got them on the schedule quite a bit, uh, all the networks do, and and uh, I, I'm excited about it. I, I, I'm looking forward to it on two fronts. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how how Tom Brady does. Uh, it'll be different for him. I, I think that in a lot of ways, it's it'll be refreshing. I think for him to be what in his 20th season and to get a chance to to start fresh and kind of have to prove himself to a different locker room all over again, it, it's part of it. And I'm I'm sure he's reinvigorated about it. And then. In, uh, in New England, I think that as much as as, as Tom and, and Bill have accomplished together, I, I guess that's the only thing left for, for both of them, is to kind of prove that they can win without the other, and they're both going to get that opportunity. And I still think New England's going to go on and, and, and be very successful, and, and I think Tampa is going to, you know, they're already is one of the favorites for the Super Bowl, and I uh, I don't think that's misguided. I, I, I think that is uh, probably as it should be. They, they get, you know, one of the best tight ends to ever suit up in, in Gronk out of retirement, so that's good. They've got a lot of weapons, and uh, and I think Bruce Arians is a is a good fit uh, right now for Tom and a chance for Tom to do things a little bit differently from what he has been doing for so much of his career. And I'm excited about it for him.
0: Talking with Troy Aikman. Troy, of course, uh, Dallas is always a big story, and. You know, they, they made they made some changes. The new head coach, Mike McCarthy, coming in. Uh, you know, that was a pretty long run for the former coach, yeah. Jason Garrett. And so what's the vibe there? Because, you know, we're not hearing a lot about Mike McCarthy. Everybody's talking about Dak, obviously, and the draft and C.D. Lamb and all the other stuff. But it doesn't seem to be – I don't know because I don't live there and you're down there. Is there any buzz about Mike McCarthy? Um,
4: not so much right now. There, there, There certainly was when he was hired. And – and the only reason why there's not much buzz is because there's just not much going on you know with football as we know but uh, I, I think it's a great hire I have great respect for Mike I got to know him when he was in Green Bay uh, his resume speaks for itself for what he did in in green bay and 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 now uh, he gets the chance to kind of mold this football team uh, into the one that that he envisions he's got a lot to a lot to work with a team that Underachieved a year ago, really talented, and uh, and a really talented young quarterback. I, I think that uh, when Mike was available and the Cowboys were looking for a head coach and he was interviewing, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, a, I thought it would be a great hire. I didn't think it would happen though. Quite honestly, I, I just didn't know. I didn't foresee it being a great fit for Mike, and I didn't see it being a situation that the Cowboys uh, would get comfortable with Mike during that process. And so the fact that they were able to, uh, I, I was I was thrilled about because I think that – I don't know that the Cowboys could have hired a, a better uh, guy for this football team and a more qualified guy for what he had accomplished and where this team feels that they're at and, uh, and the belief that they're on the cusp of doing – doing some really great things and as you know I mean it seems that we've been saying that for a long time but I do know that uh, this is a team that has a lot of talent and last year that became the big question is, is they struggled a lot of people here locally were questioning well, well just how good is this roster and as someone who gets a chance to go around the NFL and see all the teams uh, there's not many head coaches that wouldn't have traded teams with Dallas Cowboys and and, uh, and so Mike steps into a really good situation with some established players and some really great players in some key spots.
2: What's your assessment of Joe Burrow and uh, the fantastic year he had at LSU, now uh, taking his talents to uh, Cincinnati?
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. And it just seemed like, you know, I didn't study him a whole lot, uh, did not work the draft. But as, a, as, a, as an educated fan, I guess you could say, watching him last season – And it was pretty remarkable that the game just never was too big for him on on the biggest stages, you know, when it seemed like, okay, well, now he's kind of up against the wall a little bit. He'd come out and get answered. And uh, he was phenomenal. So I have not had a chance to meet him. I've seen a number of his interviews. I like what I've seen of him. I think he's a confident guy. I think he's well-trained. He's going to a place, uh, you know, in his neck of the woods there in Ohio, and and an organization that has had their share of uh, problems, you know, and and he gets a chance to kind of be on the ground floor and turn that thing around. And I'm I'm hopeful that he's able to. I think there's, you know, every year it seems that uh, there are quarterbacks, top prospects that everybody is really high on, and then we all watch and see how those careers unfold. And I've said many, many times that there are a number of, in my opinion, great quarterbacks over the years that have just simply gone to situations hasn't allowed them to reach their full potential no fault of their own but whether they just don't have good players around them they don't have the right coaching staff they don't the organization for whatever reason just doesn't know how to bring along a young talented signal caller there, there are a number of things that go into to being able to be a great player uh, as a quarterback and I'm hopeful that this is a good fit for him and he gets a chance to step in and, and realize his talents because it's as someone who's been on both ends of that came in as a rookie, number one overall pick, and, and really struggled, 0-11, my rookie year as a starter, first couple of seasons, not very good, and, and then we got on a run, it, 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 this is a really great occupation when, when you're winning, and when you're not, it uh, doesn't matter how much money you're making, it's as miserable as it can possibly be, and, and so I pull for all these guys. I pull for all players to reach their potential, but especially these quarterbacks because there's so much – attention that's paid to them and expectations. And, and I'm hopeful that Cincinnati is able to put the right pieces around Joe and allow him to reach his potential.
0: Well, last thing, Troy, and that, of course, is the NFC East. The Eagles found a way to win it because nobody seemed to want it last year. And, and they got <laughs> Carson Wentz to play most of the season. They made the playoffs win the division. But this entire NFC East division has really improved, you would think. The Eagles, obviously, they would yeah. think got better. Cowboys, as you mentioned, with the weapons now for Dak. And then you look at Washington with a quarterback now and another chance with a new coach. Uh, every single team in this division looks like yeah. it's going to be a, 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 a more competitive and, hard, and tougher fought race to win that division this year, if they play, of course. Yeah,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, and I, I think that that's. Uh, I, I know that there's 32 teams that, as we talk right now in May, they they all feel optimistic and and they all feel that they're going to be better than they were a year ago. I I think, you know, even New England, having lost their franchise quarterback, I'm sure that there's an optimism there that believes that that they can be better than what they were. And I think that's just natural, That's as it should be. But I I, I do agree with you that evaluating the NFC East objectively, uh, not that some of these teams didn't have anywhere to go but up, but... Uh, I think that they have gotten better. And uh, and I think that some of the moves that have been made within the coaching ranks will probably be good for some of those teams. It, it would appear going into this season that it's a two-team race with the Eagles and the Cowboys because of what they've done the last couple of seasons. But uh, I, I think that the Giants uh, and or Redskins uh, will step up and probably surprise most people I expect. I expect them to certainly be better than where they were a year ago, and I think the division will be much more competitive.
2: One last one. You were winning your championships during this time, but the last dance is the best sports television yeah. that we have right now. Yeah. I'd love to get your perspective on it because, I mean, this was when uh, you and the Cowboys were also winning during MJ's time.
4: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I, I've been all over it and, and following it. I've, I've had a chance to play some golf with Mike. Uh, over the years and 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 know firsthand how competitive he is and I just think it's so well done uh, the behind the scenes stuff and to get a chance to kind of go behind the curtain and and see what all went into that dynasty and and how they held it together and the demands on all of them uh, and it's it's impressive. I've always held uh, Phil Jackson in really high regard. Um, I've been a huge fan of his. I don't say that about a lot of people, but uh, he's been everything that I thought that he was, even at the time when they were going through this. He's just such a, a great leader for that organization and works so well with the different personalities. It's been impressive. And all those guys, I think there's a bit, you know, having been on a, a, a great dynasty myself, there's some sacrifices and there has to be some unselfishness that comes with being a part of something like that. And, and, and I've seen that firsthand. Uh, with the Bulls. There's been actually some conversation uh, that there's always been a little bit, but even more so now with uh, the success of the last dance about people wanting to, you know, maybe do something on our 90s Cowboys team, which uh, to me, there's been enough talk about that and what happened with Jimmy and Jerry and, you know, all that went into the, the, those years. But I I do think if something was done the way that it's been done with The Last Dance, I I think it could be a really great documentary that a lot of people would really enjoy.
0: I think, uh, well, you know, there have been a lot of books written about the Cowboys, but you know how it is. We see, we we lived through that era, but we knew what happened, but we don't, and we know, I think we know more about the Cowboys of the 90s than we did about the Bulls of that era when it was happening yeah i think
4: that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there's no, there's no question there's a, yeah almost to the point i mean I, I still get asked hey someone's writing a book on the cowboys in 90 i i'm like I'm, I'm so tired of talking about you know what happened with jimmy and jerry and you know where did you know who cares i mean it's 25 years ago but uh people do care and uh, even, even i was just reading today that a number of uh, nfl players that you know, young guys, you forget the how much, you forget how old we're getting, Tony, but, you know, some of these young players that just weren't around to watch Michael Jordan play firsthand and, and how they've gotten into this and and uh, have really been excited about the series and catching up with the way that the Bulls were able to do it all. And I think that's great. I, I love it when some of our young athletes are, are interested in some of the history of the sport and those that came before them.
0: Troy Eggman. I've always been a fan, even when he was playing against my Philadelphia Eagles. Troy <laughs> and I always had this respect thing going. On. I don't know You're why you ever, Tony. I don't know why you ever liked me, Troy. I mean, I had legitimate <laughs> reason to love you. You were one of the I, great. You players. know, I, you, I go way back I
4: mean, you and Andrew Siciliano, yeah. and I just, uh, I just love the whole approach that you had to radio. I love the honesty. I love the energy that you brought. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on. I'll come on anytime you ask me to. And uh look forward to seeing you
0: down the road. All right, Troy. Thank you so much. Hey, good luck with the graduations and stuff. But you have a big enough property. You can have your own party there and not have to worry about you know <laughs> people in Dallas coming after you and the, and yeah, the governor right, or anybody right. else. Uh, <laughs> and we're back on yeah, in Texas. We'll we're back on all over the place on Sirius XM, SB Nation Radio. So it's great to be back on on the national scene again, Troy. And thank you for coming on. I really Great having it. you back, my man. Thank you, you Troy. Troy. There he Troy. is, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Troy Aikman, let's put your hands together, Hank. Man, I could have talked to him for another hour or
4: so. I know, know I love talking to Troy.
1: (laughs) Man, he is so nice.